get fired up. Oh yeah! Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh yeah, the jam band explosion in your ear hole is the SOC box time. The science has never been sweeter than it is right now. Your boy BC uh, jumping in, jumping into this show. It's the SOC for now. It's the MK to come. It's like that weird transition period where you're about to move out and you're living out of boxes. You're sleeping on the ground. You know what I'm talking about here. Uh, Still the same ridiculousness. Still the same performance enhancing audio on all things boxeo here on CBS Sports. Uh, Look, my goal, my aim in life is to is to regain my hardcore cod. I don't want to be a regular fan, all right? I want the love of the few weirdos who love this show. And just a reminder here, wait, let me stop the proceedings and bring him in here, all right? You know who I do this with, okay? You know who I get down with. You know my boxing wife, so to speak, right? You know him pretty well, right? Right? Um, who's this, who's this person you're, you're interviewing? I'm sorry? Rafe. I'm Rafe. Yeah, it's oh, Rafe. Wow. He's a New York Times bestselling author. You bet your ass he's writing about gambling right now on some website. He's a lover of the Great Lakes. It's Detroit's own Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you up. Let me lick you up. Gonna take half this money. Oh, what my sauce is saying. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, bugs. Ryan, I, I thought you was going to filibuster for another 45 seconds there. I was over at the hot dog truck trying to stuff in this little lunch merienda meal I'm yeah, trying to have very, right now. I'm hungry, dude. It's very Asian. You, you you have a lunch made by Asian guy. I saw you putting some hot sauce over there by the hot dog truck. Uh, you got the uh, liquid crack bottle, but it's, uh, it's your mix. So, it's so your mix. I do have to confess, Brian, I... I asked that we start the podcast a uh, half hour late so I could go visit the crack house. But what happened was my dog started acting up. I had to walk him because I am a sucker. And I'm stuck drinking these water bottles filled with powder juice. Um, and and it's not even ripper powder that's going to make me perform better. Okay. It's just, just nasty stevia powder. Okay. You look. You get down. You get high. You get whatever you hard. You get whatever you need the way you need to. Okay. I think people are just happy that you and I have continued, uh, or have announced that we're continuing this bromance under any circumstances necessary. All right. I ain't announced nothing, Brian. I have not announced a damn thing. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I've taken that. That yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will sit here and beg. You want me to beg? Do you want me to beg you to keep? to keep partnering with me on our new show. I don't know what it's going to be called, but uh, uh, I, I got a good idea, right? We're, we're both tough. We're both strong, right? We're both hard, hard men. men. Yes, yes, the Hard Man Podcast. I don't know. I'm just spitfiring. Starring um, Isaac Hardman. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, please, indeed. I did want to hit you up because, you know, we are always um, – Maybe not the most female friendly show. Maybe look, we just we're just box fans, right? We're just the pulse of the box nation in some ways, but we actually do have female fans, and they reach out once in a while just to remind us 
that they're there, and I want to shout out to them. Now, look, there's rules usually. I normally don't do interviews with women unless I fornicate with them. Not our rules. It's Mike's rules. I, I like Mike Tyson, but I did want to shout out uh, our female listeners. I forgot the name of that fine lady who, who said longtime fan. Been with us since the rope stays, Rafe, on Grant. Way to go, Brian. I'm glad you're really showing due respect to our devoted female listeners. I like some woman listen. <laughs> that woman listener. <laughs> please, please. That woman judge who had it even, please, please. That's why I'm on fire, because I started thinking about her. And she's got me smoking mad. Please, somebody take her license away before she hurts somebody. If she drove a car oh, no. the way Come on, she Teddy. judges, Come on, Teddy. wouldn't you take her license away? No, 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 no. I wanted to say to our female listener, I believe she actually is a judge or a lawyer or whatever, but shout out to her. Um, when it comes to the SOC or the ropes or... Uh, the ropes cast or the ITC or the the MK Bang Bros, whatever we're going to call this, anyone can listen, Rafe. You call me the damn can man. They call me the problem, but you could call me the can man because anybody can get it. Africans, Americans, Dominicans, Mexicans, anybody can get it. I just wanted to say that anyone can get some of this in their ear hole, okay? Male listeners, female listeners. Well, I'll do things that other podcasters won't do, Rafe. Okay? Will you put your balls on the line, Brian? Obviously. Okay? All right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll, you know, look, Tyson Fury has shown us. It's 2020. Two men can stand across from each other and kiss, right? Sweet. Make sure you kiss me good with those big lips. It, you can do what you want nowadays. All right? Anyway, uh, shout out to our prime our primed listeners, our hardcores indeed. Uh, you know, normally we go, what are we going to do this show about? And, you know, whatever, right? It's not really about the box, right? It's about us, Rafe, okay? This is a show about nothing and two white guys, all right? And when it comes to us competing with other podcasts put out by white guys, I do have a message out there. I never let a white boy beat me. You can call it any statement you want. Anybody can print that. I would never lose to a white person. I don't care. Pug and cop, maybe nice guys. I ain't losing to them. I ain't losing to the pug and cops. I ain't losing to any white boys in this podcast game. All right, right? So take that. We've okay. been doing white podcasts since the beginning. Exactly. All right. All right. You know, right. white post- white podcasting is a hoods. No, wait. No, I don't uh, think it is a, that. Not it, is, um, it is a. It is a. It is a bitch-made sport. Yes, 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 to this day. To this day. Thank you. Okay, uh, we will have a show for you today. You're listening to it. There's some headlines. There's some things. We're going to look back, look ahead. It's kind of a uh, a, uh, a a non-busy week in the box game, but we are brewing up. We are getting closer, Rafe. A lot of um, media conference calls this week and a lot of banging of that drum for this September 26th, Showtime, Double Charlo pay-per-view. What is your current excitement, expectation level as just a box fan, just a hardcore fan? Are you feeling it right now? You're feeling it, as, right? As, a, as just a box fan? Yeah, guy. I don't care. That's like a month away. I, the oh. only thing that I am excited about is for my friend Brian Hodman Campbell <laughs> to get that money player from showtime Thank that's you. that's that right now that's all that matters i like this card i'm in i'm looking forward to the fights but i don't need to start thinking about it uh four weeks in advance okay. I, I just don't i i thought you would have a better response since would you say 
that for the the Charlos, the thirty year old brothers, right? They've sent they've sent me to hell. That is for sure. They've called me Mike a couple of times. You know, if I if I ain't a if I ain't a lion, I'm a snake. I might be a snake to them. I love them. Um, is this the toughest? They, they did seem to confuse you for a snake. That that is that is true. Uh, but they have to understand what I think of them ultimately at the end of the day. Yeah, you know I'm the best. Rafe, I wanted to ask you. Brian, no, 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 I got to ask you because it's getting to the point, Brian, where you might have to split the baby, so to speak. You might have to choose. There's no more straddling the line on or straddling the lion, so to speak. You might have to pick a Charlo because these guys, they want you to choose. They want to know whose side are you on. Am I a mall guy or a Mel guy? Am I a big Charlo guy? What am I? That's really what you're saying to me, right? Yeah. Well, Jermel has never sent me to hell on my own show yet. He did on PBC Face to Face, Kate to Kate, but uh, Jermel has hit the SOC hard before. It's going to be a fight that say, F*** you and F*** you bank and F*** everybody else that's down, Jamal Charlotte. I hope you watch. I did watch. Um, I will be watching September 26th. I will be cashing checks. I'll be a part of that extended broadcast team. I just thought you'd be a little more excited, and I want to ask you this. Collectively. Is this the toughest test of both Charlo's career? And is this, as I believe BoxingScene.com's Lyle Fitzsimmons put it, sort of a Charlo referendum in his recent piece? Great website, by the way, Viacom CBS product. Um, is this the Charlo referendum weekend? Are we going to find out what these guys are actually made of, Roth? Okay, so it is definitely the toughest fight of Jamal Charlo's career. Oh, I shouldn't say definitely because... He fought Julian Williams, who beat Jared Hurd, who's a world-class fighter. That That's up there, too. But still, at a higher weight, the first time in, like, real championship competition at middleweight, it feels like the next big test for Jamal Charlo and legitimately the one or 1A biggest test of his career to fight the technician, Sergei Derevianchenko, who, as we know, according to... All of the uh, boxing media who sat listening to Lou DiBella screaming in their ear in two straight fights is 2-0 and versus Danny Jacobs and Gennady no, no, no. Golovkin no, no, no. because they were in the audience and everyone who watched it from afar no, no, no. and didn't feel that way uh, on, John, just – John, this is Danny's night. Hold on, Sean. Just didn't hear Jimmy. Yes, yes. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Gray? Is that what you're talking about? Jimmy Gray? Uh, I guess they didn't hear Sergi. Thank you, uh, Sergi. Sergi. They Sergi did I. not hear. Right. You don't hear Sergi. For Mal, it is the toughest test. What about for Mel? No, it's not. I mean, Jermel has a way, way better resume than Big Charlo, his bigger brother who is still undefeated. Way better? He has fought Tony Harrison twice. He lost to Tony Harrison in a close fight, then beat and won back his old title. That's a, that was an impressive achievement on its own. He's beaten the great Vanis Martirosian. Actually, one of the most convincing wins anyone other than hits like a train Triple G has ever put on Vanis's behind. Who else has he fought that is very good? Um Man, his his one his his one five four run is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and no, I mean, as for what we, from what we know about Jason Rosario to this point, uh, I have not seen enough to call him a more impressive win than Tony Harrison. Not not even close. I got hits like a train, and every single punch is like a train. Well, you know the the uh, Sergi Sergi. 
he may end up finding out by the end of September 26th, Rafe. That, hey, that black guy, he hits hard. We, maybe, maybe. We'll find that out. That's going to be a tough-as-balls fight. But I, I mean, just he, think- already, he already found out that that Kazakh guy, he hits yes. hard, and it didn't. he only went down once. He, he, his face did almost come off, but... He uh, he he was in that fight, and it was a great fight. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I do like some of the undercard fights. There's some. This ain't no Jorge Coda. This ain't no Jorge Coda. Who said that? <laughs> that was uh... that was Tony Harrison. Yes, yes, it was. Thank you, thank you. This ain't Berto. Look at this. Uh... Look at Jamel. Look at look at look at the look at Jamel Charlo. He's he knocked out Erickson Lubin in the first round. Right, he he came, had that comeback win over John Jackson when John Jackson was a little bit hot. Beat Vanis. Beat Tony Harrison. Beat what was left of Austin Trout. That wasn't uh, – I guess they've both beaten Austin Trout. How does that happen? Um, in any case, if Jason Rosario goes on to have a great career from this point, maybe it turns out – maybe we look back on it saying, yeah, this was Jermel's toughest fight to date. But right now, I would not say that. This ain't Jorge Coda. This ain't Jorge Coda. Yes, this ain't uh, Berto. You can say that about Jason Rosario. You can say Thank that you. this ain't – Jorge Cody. This ain't Klitschko. This certainly ain't Birdo. Ask my man, ask my man Andre Birdo about me. He a good friend of mine now. Everybody know Andre. Everybody know that, right? Everybody know that. He's a good friend of mine's. I love that. Um, Rafe, that wasn't, I was, no, don't give me that look. I was just using his voice. I was inflecting his voice on mine. I didn't, I didn't give you a look. I didn't care. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go champ. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm fired up. I think there's some good undercard fights on there. Um, you know, there's Luis Neri's bouncing around, Brandon Figueroa, um, some other guys. Figueroa? Figueroa. Figueroa. There's a, some Asian man. He's a big one, isn't he? For a Japanese guy, there's no doubt about there's that. There's a couple of them, so I'm fired up. September 26th, Showtime pay-per-view. Get ready, okay? Get ready. Thank you. Um, do you what do you think about Uncle uh, Dana White over there in the skinhead faction going head-to-head on both Showtime Paul fall pay-per-views? Uh, opposite the Charlos will be a UFC pay-per-view with Israel Adesanya against Paulo Costa in a middleweight title bout, which is kind of like one of those that's guaranteed to be all action. And then I believe they got a pretty loaded one going up against the tank uh, Santa Cruz one. Is that just where we're at these days? Just get over it? It's what it is? Well, at this point, what does Dana White have? To, I mean, you're look, you're the skinhead expert here, all right? I am. I, I just look at you, uh, you know, Neo MMA is from afar. So you correct me if I'm wrong. But at this point, what does Dana White have to fear from the world of boxing in terms of competition in the combat sports realm at least at least unless it's a name like anthony josh yes right deontay or delante wilder yes tyson fury fury uh canelo that's it other than like the top heavy white fight heavy white they're not not all heavy white okay they are all heavy (laughs) weights other than the top heavy weights and canelo what what possible fight could boxing put together that wouldn't uh that 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 a good MMA UFC pay-per-view outperform. That's I, fair. That's fair. I hear you. I it's hear okay. You. I don't I, look, I'm not a fan of UFC. I don't I don't hate on it. Uh, I kind of hate on it a little well, bit. Look, but it's, it's, it's not fun for everybody. Not everybody wants to see grown men in their panties, right? Rolling around, but you know, I'm just I, I hate when they compete against each other or when when boxing competes against itself, but you know what? It's business. No one owns any dates, all right? It is what it is. So, you know, don't be a crusty dick. You know what, Mr. Showtime, can I ask you something? Yes, yes, um, please. Please. 
Are you more of well? First of all, are you more of a Showtime Sean Porter or a Curtis Showtime Stevens? Curtis, That's my question. Time. Remember when he fought on HBO against uh, Gennady? Gennady, he had to call himself Curtis My Time. Yeah, that was weird. Hey, what did he call himself when uh, he got sent to hell by Davy Blah? I think he called himself retired, actually. Um, oh, man, no, that was that was Lucky Boy Omadoso. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Anyway, Brian, the the more important Showtime question for you, Mister Showtime, is: Do you think that having that unique structure of the double Charlo bill uh, later this month, when they go up against the MMA, the UFC Adesanya pay per view, do you think that will help Showtime mitigate whatever losses they might have? Uh, you know, incurred or, or lost out on because people were choosing UFC over boxing on that day. Do you think that because it starts earlier, people will be able to watch at least, you know, the first card in yeah. full without having to flip, flip back and forth? Let's set the stage. 7 p.m. Eastern, three fights, half hour halftime show, then three more fights. So the main event is the halftime show starring Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas. Well, that really hasn't been announced yet, but we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see. It, you know, it, it did exist, though. I will tell My you. My sources <laughs> tell me, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, yes, yes. It did exist at the end of the day. Let's please. You know, I, I just find that all incredibly hypocritical. It is. That's fine. That's fine. OK. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know, but I like the early start. And you know what? Go head to head. Who cares about the skinheads? All right, they ain't. It's not even the same sport. At the end of the day, right? I I can't believe I'm a subscriber to Showtime. Well, you well, you know, you got to pay for this one. Okay, it's not part of the subscription deal. This ain't you know nine ninety nine to kill pay per view. All right, still there's still high level stuff. Okay, so Dana, back off. I said, man, don't make us look like fucking top rank. Yeah, all right, take that, Evan Corn. Enough rambling uh, here. What we're gonna do, Roth. Oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to you real quick about fantasy sports. You care? You got a second for I, me? I, of course, I care. All right. Well, okay. Sorry, sorry. Just, uh, just, just. Yeah. All right. Give me a second here. Uh, I want to tell you about a new show that CBS Sports podcasts are putting out. Rafe. All right. This is not an ad read. This is just two friends talking about sports. Right. Yeah. I'm. I, I talk about sports with friends. Yeah. I, I also listen to Endless Love in the Dark with friends. <laughs> Uh, this week, CBS Sports launched a new podcast, Rafe, with some familiar voices for more than a decade. And you know this already. Fantasy- Are they sisters with voices? No, 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 no. Because I would be weak for that. Yes, yes. Uh, they are. Uh, it's there's a show called Fantasy Football Today. You may have heard of it. It's like the biggest show in all of uh, shows. Uh, they've been delivering league winning analysis and advice now for what, 10 years. But guess what? They had a child. They're going to have a spinoff, okay? Don't get, don't get, look, we wouldn't have had uh, Family Matters without Perfect Strangers, right? You got to get, you know, you got to listen to me when I'm talking about spinoffs, okay? Uh, it's called the Fantasy Football Today in Five podcast. Fantasy Football Today in Five. Rafe, you got five minutes for anything, right? Pretty much. I mean, I, or at least I have no excuse not to have five minutes because I'm definitely wasting five minutes doing some other crap. Yeah, like this ad read. Just kidding. Uh, they're coming at you fast with with their this brand new feed. Don't worry. The old feed's going to stay the same. But when we're talking fantasy football today in five, we're talking about your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in five minutes or fewer. Rafe, 
or your money back. The FFT crew will break down what matters most to help you win your league in a quick-hitting format. Available first thing in the morning, Monday through Friday, right before you pour that first Mountain Dew in your glass, okay? Before you Diet get, Mountain Dew. Before you get all up inside. You better get effing inside on that, on that liquid crack. Um, I want you to download and subscribe to the fantasy football today in five only takes five minutes guys and it's free apple podcast spotify stitcher your smart speakers hey anywhere else rafe where you find fine audio you can find the fft in five dominoes 30 minutes or less whatever you got let's do it all right enough of that ryan i don't drink the diet do because i'm addicted to the liquid crack i drink it for birth control man you got to understand um can you uh expand on that Yellow number five. You didn't know that? No. Lowers your sperm. It's nut busters, man. It lowers your sperm count. Okay. Okay. That's. You don't know about these old urban legends on Mountain Dew? Also, Tropical Fantasy will, is, is the ultimate nut buster. Uh, tropical soda. Fanta? No, no. The, I don't know if they sold uh, Tropical Fantasy up in uh, wherever, Connecticut. But in New York City, Brian, it was the cheapest soda you could get at the bodega you, you it was it was our lunch because it was our we could take one dollar get a 50 cent tropical fantasy 20 ounces strawberry champagne flavor Ooh. and then two 25 cent cinnamon roller th- packs each with four rollers that had probably had like 800 calories per pack so for a dollar we're probably eating like 3,000 calories of sugar for lunch yes yes it is hot. Yes, it is good. Uh, we didn't have that. We did rock out on Jolt Cola at Marty's Corner in Augustuck, Connecticut. Thank you very much. Uh, nothing like just put you know pumping cocaine into your body at eight years old. It's great. It's it's great though. It's fine. You know? Feels better when you're little. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does feel good. Drugs. You know. Look, drugs are for all ages. But when it comes to this sport that we talk about, Rafe, uh, you know, it's it's ultimately a different story. You know what I'm saying? Now let's be real here. Boxing. Is for grown folk. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because uh, when we're talking about boxing, sometimes we're talking about crimes, Rafe. Okay. Like that crime of a left uppercut that Povetkin hit on your boy Dillian with a stick. Oh, here's Povetkin. I'm going to follow him after this home invasion. So he jumps in your home. He causes havoc. Then he runs out the home. You run out onto the front lawn with yes, him. right past Sean Porter. You got to get past him with the shotgun. He's going to knock up your daughter, right? He'll show her the ultimate sack, right? And meanwhile, you're chasing this big-ass Russian out the front door. <laughs> Sean Porter's waiting to come in. Man, you, you are in quite a pickle in that situation. You know, he's not just Russian. He's in a hurry. You got to be an athlete to keep up with him. Like, think Michael Hunter. Michael Hunter has great legs. Hmm. Yeah. That's a tall drink of water. I mean, well, you know, you know, Dwyer has advised us what to do when it comes to looking up and down fighters. Let's look at the entire man. Thank you. This show's going nowhere. Morning Zoo hour coming at you. Here, quick pause for the cause, Rafe. On the other side, we're going to get into your boy, Canelio. What the hell's going on with Days In and all that good stuff? Uh, tall, pale, and handsome. It is your boy, BC, signing off for now. We'll be back in two and two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. BC Rafe Bugs, all the box bonanza that too hard man can fit in your ear hole. Yes. 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 It was that thick. Yes. It was that intense. Yes. Gross. It was that heavy. Yes. No, I don't. Okay. All right. Uh, Rafe, a lot to talk about in this weird in-between week in the box calendar. Um, let's bring in your guy. I was born ready. <laughs> uh, born ready to sit out over finances. Canelo not fighting Mexican Independence Day weekend. And all those rumors you heard about, uh, don't worry here, folks. He'll be back in November. They might not be true. Dateline, Rafe, today. When, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. I don't know what day it is. Um, your old website. Great site for covering fights, maybe. Used to be. Grantland.com? Yeah. <laughs> Eater.com was a great site. <laughs> uh, the Athletics' Mike Coppinger through sauces, okay, says there's growing concern. Canelo Alvarez won't fight in 2020 with DAZN offering about half of his $35 million guaranteed purse and neither side budging. Golden Boy and DAZN are at an impasse over contract language governing his opponents. More to come in this story that I'm not subscribed to. Rafe, um... This was already going to be an item for me this week because it's it's what? It's September freaking 2nd. Where the hell's the biggest star in the sport? So I got things to say here, Rafe. I'm not saying it's easy for DAZN, which tried Go to... Go off, King. Go which, off. Which tried to kill pay-per-view, and then the quarantine made pay-per-view, you know, never more valuable than it is right now. I'm not... I, I get where we're at. I get the situation, Okay. All right. Do I have to bring in Jermall one more time? Hey man, y'all got to get on the phone with uh, dozen, dozen, a dozen couple of fighters with a dozen couple of losses. They're going to be whatever we call them. Well, what, what we call them right now is not busy at all. No one's going to that site. There ain't no fights outside of Eddie Hearn's Summer Series Garden Party, okay? Rafe? We have DeZone's Chris Mannix here with an exclusive interview. <laughs> With Canelo Alvarez. Yes. Canelo? Yes. How busy would you like to be in the rest of 2020? <laughs> busy. Busy. Yes. Um, busy. Backyard grilling? You are next, my friend. Uh, did you see, by the way, Canelo put out an Instagram of him grilling uh, meat? Oh, yeah. I thought we didn't was touch it, that. Was it beef? Was uh, it beef? Yes, and I thought we didn't do that. And then the phrase, tainted meat at the lexicon. All right, here's my, here's my, here's my statement, though. DAZN, I don't want to hear any of that. What is DAZN built upon? Loosely the idea of disrupting the market by killing pay-per-view, Rafe. Russian money laundering? Money (laughs) laundering. Well, oligarching. Um, But it's built on the idea that you're going to get Anthony Joshua, maybe the biggest fight around the globe. Soiled reputations of a lot of ESPN employees that we used to work for. Uh, (laughs) Including those that like it. In the nose, Rafe. <laughs> Hard man, yes. All right, yes. Uh, we've been doing blow since, well, since the ESPN days, yeah. Um, not us. Uh, Rafe, you were built upon the idea that Anthony Joshua lives and plays here and he might be the biggest star globally, but the biggest pay-per-view king, Canelo Alvarez, has left pay-per-view to come to your channel. And oh, by the way, you spent a 
dick load of money to get that old guy, Gennady, that we love, Triple J, to get them in the ring together. This rant ain't about Canelo Triple G3 per se. I know Gennady's now making it difficult. Canelo didn't want the fight for a while. Then when there was a window, now Gennady's like, hold on, I got to go have a mandatory against some, you know, Uzbek guy. You um, didn't break up with me. I broke up with you, exactly. Canelo. But at the end of the day here, DeZone, uh, there are rumors about your demise. You, It seems like you're on life support. You chose to pay Big Red $35 million per fight. I get that the times, they are changing right now, and they suck. Get that man in the damn ring already. Like, what the F are you doing? You're going to argue over, well, we only really want to pay him $17.5 million. You, you gave the guy thirty-five. I don't care if there's a live gate. That don't matter no more. You know what I'm saying? You've already stretched out all your credit cards and maxed all that ish out to try to and make this channel. That credit card is stretched. It, it's destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's forced to retire from the uh, from the dark trade. Yes, um, Rafe, but uh, I don't have sympathy here. You know what I'm saying? You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped up in the ceiling, which has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. DeZone, good day, sir. Call up Gennady. Call up Triple G. Say enough of this shit. We're the we're the bosses now. We're the we're the guys in the room with the biggest stick. Fight each other. Save our channel. I'm not gonna nickel and dime you anymore, Saul. I I told you you're getting 35 million. You're getting it. But freaking fight each other. I don't care. If we gotta fly to. Where are their good COVID numbers right now? Australia? Where is it? Tell me a place in the world, Rafe, where there's Jeff Holland's backyard. Tell me something. Put it there. I don't care if you put it in my basement. You signed up for this. Don't try to nickel and dime Saul. He don't owe you nothing. Right on. Look, Brian. That's I, why I, I'm upset. So so I, I from, from a, the point of view of the boxing fan and even the boxing hardcore, you have a right to be upset. Let me take the temperature down a notch here, though, and just put some – you know, pour some water on your balls, some realism on your balls. You're serious? Because You're serious? I'm si- yeah, I, yeah, this is my true. I'm true guy, Brian. I'm not, I'm not here trying to soapbox on nothing. The, here's the deal. I, you, look, in terms of if Canelo fights, should he get the amount he's contracted to get per fight? His minimum, his, they, they guaranteed him 35 mil per fight? Yeah, that... That Canelo gets 35 M's every time he sits, steps in the ring. Don't try and negotiate him down from that point. Well, I agree with that. I'm touching M's. Yeah, thank you for those extra M's, Canelo is saying. <laughs> um, do, so, so that much I, I agree with. And it's kind of crazy for them to tr- say, oh, well, yeah, we didn't see this come. That's the risk you take. That is the risk you take. You, no one saw this coming. Other people are fulfilling their contractual minimums. It just so happens that you guaranteed this man $35 million a fight, and you can't get the fights that you want for various reasons, for, for boxing grudge reasons, for boxing politics reasons, and for pandemic reasons. That you gotta, but, but the zone, if it wants to continue putting out a decent boxing product, should uh, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. That's what everyone else is trying to do. The results are not always great. They have not been great so far. There are some better fights on the horizon. Hopefully they happen, but it's going to be a crappy 2020 year in boxing because it's an even worse 2020 year in the world. 
This is just going to happen. Brian, yeah, but you can't the one thing you're defend, wrong about, you can't def- the zone don't care about boxing anymore. The zone is a worldwide company. It, it, it was doing very well in all these other, in, in Japan, big in Japan, Brian. They're, they're, they're <laughs> basically looking at an international strategy now. And I think they're honestly probably pivoting away from the U.S. market where it just cost, the, the, the cost to breaking in is too great. They, the idea for boxing always at zone was to use it as a stepping stone to compete for to, to build a, a big enough user base, enough subscribers in the States to compete with ESPN, with Fox, with all of the major networks and platform platforms, even the even the Amazons, if they were supposed to get in. To compete Zone for major sports rights. Eddie Hearn and these guys have a plan to build a platform. So, and and it wasn't working before the pandemic, and the pandemic basically blew up the entire plan. The zone can still be fine; it just won't provide anything for the American boxing fan, which is unfortunate, and it's currently messing up the careers Look, of Ray. a lot of fi- fighters who we like. What the American in, boxing fan doesn't know is what makes them the American boxing fans. All right, I could I could take a a, a dump, a guaranteed dump in a box and write guarantee on it. I, I got the time. I got so many different disrespectful things to say about the American MMA fan, <laughs> skinhead ass bitch. Yo 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 yo. Relax. But um, yeah, DAZN I think is is trying to get out of boxing. Honestly, I think that. That, that, that I, I kind of suspect that this – okay, uh, they, 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 they look at this and say, well, let's play hardball with Canelo a little bit because he probably wants to make you know, close to $20 million instead of the $35 million that, he's, that we owe him. Are we standing on solid legal ground trying to weasel out of this contract? No. Are we men of honor? No, but I could have told you that they weren't men of honor well before any of this, Brian. <laughs> I think you could have told me that too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It ain't about being honor. You know how much honor is worth in life, period? Nothing. And you know what? It's worth less in boxing. So I I don't blame anybody about that. Yeah, well, boxing and ethics have never missed. But let me say one thing. Let me say one thing about your ginger. I think here's here's my crazy conspiracy theory, though, Brian. They are. I think they're looking at it like, okay, maybe if we get a cheap Canelo fight. Great, we'll take it. Then why are you shooting or, down Yildirim fights? If you want a cheap Canelo fight, let him fight Avni Yildirim for the damn vacant WBC title. Well, maybe if Canelo would take seventeen and a half million, they would take an Avni Yildirim fight. I don't know, but they look. I think it might be their them the strategy of, hey, we'll get a, a Canelo price, a Canelo fight at half price, or or Canelo fights us on this, we have to buy him out. We save a little bit of money in the long run that we reinvest into worldwide rice on other sports. We try to expand in the UK and other countries where the market is a little bit friendlier to, or, uh, friendlier to us than here in the States. And we just get out of this giant mess of the US market, of boxing, of all of that being front and center for DAZN. Just, just walk away from it. You know, I think that, I think this might be, because once, once DAZN, if, if things, don't get resolved between Canelo and DAZN, and they go to court. They have to settle. It takes up time, and and Canelo eventually walks from DAZN. Doesn't fight on DAZN ever again. 
that means boxing is done at the zone. It's already heading there. But flush it, flush it right there. And that might be their goal, so they can go on and move on with the rest of their strategy, try to rebuild the business somewhere else, because boxing ain't going to do it for the zone. You're right. I think you're right on a lot of this. But let me put out one thing first. I love me some Saul Canelo Alvarez. I'm just saying, like, you tried to build your name on overpaying for the biggest star. So don't, uh, like, don't, like, spare me the nickel and dime crap. Like, this is the time not to try to get Canelo for $16 million to face, you know, washed, handsome Lemieux. This is the time, in my opinion, to pay Canelo the full 35 and call up Gennady and be like, I don't care that you're suing your own mother right now. I don't care that, that Mox uh, only has two belts now. Uh, you're, you know, dude, we paid you a hundred million. That same hundred million you're trying to keep off of YouTube so that Abel Sanchez can't find it um, to fight Canelo. So F your plans, F your life, F your Kazakh friends, F your Uzbekian fan friends, F that Turkmenistan guy you think you're going to fight next. You have Even a, Tajikistan. Yes, yes. Yeah, you have a fight with me, with Mexican guy. And I'm sorry, Gennady, but at the end of the day... You are next, my friend. And try to at least, even if you're going out of business in boxing anyway, try to go out with a bang. With a full mass, not a court date. All right, go big or go the hell home now. Now, let me ask you this. If Canelo doesn't fight at all in 2020, add it, add it to Cliff Robinson's death. All right, shout out Uncle Cliffy, right? UConn star, Buffalo native, as one of the worst things that's happened this year already, right? There's the quarantine. There's this political mess. Uh, the, the, the damn Black Panther's dead, right? You got let go from the athletic. This this year's is, is suck a few a few different horns, not named Jeffrey or Joe. Okay, um, but the biggest star can't do that. So how about we talk about a world where we ain't staying at Days In because they got free HBO? What does that post world look like? Because because I got news for you, Peter Nelson. He ain't atop the chair anymore at good old HBO that got out of the box game after 40 years. If, I think you meant to say Peter Nelson ain't walking through that door, Brian. Yeah, you're not right. walking through that door. He ain't, he ain't signing that girl to a podcast. He ain't doing much. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nice guy. Former boxing writer. Took the sport downtown in that channel. I'm cashing showtime checks maybe because of it, but that's fine. What happens if tomorrow... Days in said, we ain't bleeding anymore. I'm sorry. It's over. All right, Eddie, you need a new home. Golden Boy, find somewhere else. Rafe, what does tomorrow look like? Does a new head of HBO run back in and try to and try to pick up these fights a la carte? What does Hell Eddie... Hell no. Then HBO what is, ain't stupid. What is, I, oh, guess, I guess if they could just do straight pay-per-views and collect money, yeah. But HBO isn't trying to get back into long-term contracts with boxers. But HBO got out of boxing because... Look, I loved HBO Boxing. They put on the best fights of anybody for most of my life. But you know what? They saw that boxing was a badass business to be in for a television network because you had to pay more and more and more. There were bidding wars for even fighters who don't make any money. Just and They're very good fighters, but they don't make any money. You, you hear Lou DiBella give this rant twice a week at this point. The, the sport ain't worth the investment, the money it takes for networks to, to get in it unless you're spending an oligarch's money or unless you're spending Waddell and Reed's hedge fund money, unless you're spending funny money. So 
Yeah, HBO ain't coming back. I don't. What will happen with Canelo? I don't know. I mean, I think that obviously Top Rank and PBC and everyone will be just banging down his door in San Diego and in Guadalajara. All of the, you know, they they will be. They, hey, where's Canelo at? I want to see Canelo. Can I pay Canelo? If I were Canelo at this point in his career, I'd go the Miguel Cotto route and just shot myself around. Yes. Yes. Fight to fight, you know, start your own promotional company with uh, with with the Reynosos, wear your terrible no box, no life merchandise, make Ryan Garcia fight on your cards do, you know, basically get even more ownership in this game. And every time you fight, you're the only real star left in the sport yes. in North America. Make everybody bid for have a bidding war for your services every time you fight. Canelo, where you fight, I fight. Where you bid, I bid. What you eat, I eat. You know, he might be eating some of the Canelo meat, so I'm going to go with Ryan Garcia. Wow. Okay. Um, you might be right. Um, I wonder if Eddie could come up with another giant deal in the U.S. Matt from USA ain't going to even exist in like Okay, six but Matt from has a compelling roster to put on american tv true or false they have a very good yeah i mean a compelling roster i would want to watch them fight anywhere but what what the, what good does it do to canelo to go lock himself into a deal wouldn't it be great for boxing in theory though and theory doesn't usually work out in boxing because boxing is about you money. know you know there is only one man and he doesn't have the greatest promotional company but still there's only one man who it would make sense for Canelo to to link up with, and that's Mayweather Promotions. Oh, wow. Wow. And that would, of course, make this true. Al Heyman, the GOAT. Right, right. I was going to say, like, in a re in an alternate universe, because I wouldn't think this would happen, but what if Golden Boy and Matchroom were suddenly like, oh, crap, we have to add ourselves to the existing power channels, right? They, there's ESPN, there's Fox slash Showtime on the PBC side. And then that's it, right? So um, imagine if – I mean, that'd be the best thing for boxing to make better matchups. But who knows if the money's there. They'd probably look to get their own money somewhere. I don't know. I just want people to fight, okay? I don't ever – like, this is stupid that we that we fill time in a show about, like, who's at fault that Canelo's not fight. Just fight. Just freaking fight. I know there's a quarantine, but fight already, all right? Fight. I would – I wish that would happen, Brian, but – you know what I you know what I think is going to happen or what? you know what I think overall the response to you should be right now? What? Yeah, right, Jeffrey. Yeah, right. All right. All right. It's nice to dream. Uh let's go up and down the uh the quick uh boxing news in 90 here. Uh Rafe the the, the wretched WBA to quote. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, what are whoa, whoa, we, whoa, we whoa. ever going to we ever going are we ever going to talk about uh Jose Carlos Ramirez fighting Victor Iceman Postal? It's fair. That's a fair interjection. Shout out to Top Rank on paper. One of my favorite fights of the quarantine year. Was it an effective robbery in the Campbell household? No, no, that wasn't a draw. Ramirez's is no. uh, what majority decision victory over Iceman. Hey, that wasn't a draw in the Dwyer household. Campbell's either. Okay, uh, I did actually had look. It was a close fight. I'll give Victor Postel a ton of credit. Stuck to the game plan. He really, I mean, at 36, you got the best of the Iceman there. He, I mean, he was a man in there. Great game plan, boxed beautifully. I still had uh, Ramirez winning fairly comfortably. I think I had something like, Rafe, Rafe you can kill me. Oh, I'm you should put that on Twitter so you can get killed for it. I had it 8-4, I believe. 
eight four. Oh, is that the Steve Weisfeld card? No, um, eight four Ramirez. Look, the the close rounds. I favored the the Russian who was landing the bigger punches. He was more to my liking. All right, I thought that was ultimately it. I do not think overall, though, and this is I think the right transition point because it was a very fun tactical chess match. You know, I, I don't think that was a great win for Jose Ramirez. And I think now that he's ready for the big boy things, which include the four belt showdown with Josh Taylor, the possibility of moving up to face Terrence Crawford, he don't enter that season looking great, Rafe, because we know he's he's very good because of his intangibles more than his skill set. But don't let that make you think the skill set ain't good. It's good, right? It's just it's just it's just sort of above average across the board and not spectacular. He looked above average across the board and not spectacular in this fight against a very determined opponent. Sometimes you got to survive in advance, Rafe. But I'm not here to say this was a robbery or this was... No, I, he he fought the better fight, I thought. He landed some clean hooks. I thought a couple times he wobbled post-style. I'll give him credit for gutting it out and figuring out a way. He just didn't look great doing it. Does, does, but does JCR ever look great doing it? Had him on the show last week. He's a great guy. He's a credit to the Fresno community, Rafe, in Central Valley. But I don't know if he's elite. I'm sorry. I've said it before. Zepeda beat him. Postal almost beat him. When he goes in there with the Tartan fella, when he goes in there with that guy who knows he's the BEST of boxing, that guy who will beat you up if you handle his car incorrectly in North Omaha, he ain't winning any either of those, Rafe. And that's not like a knock against him. Like, get it together. Figure out how to be great. I just think he's hit his ceiling, bro. All right. I think that's a fair take. I think that Jose Carlos Ramirez is bringing, he's making the most of his ability. He's getting the most out of his talent. And that's really admirable. And he, he does, and, and the intangibles always stick out with him. The way that against Postol, he responded to Robert Garcia telling him he needed to do more and came on in the second half of that fight and did enough to convince the judges who probably were going to give him the fight regardless. But still, uh, he did enough to to earn that close decision, and he, you know, Postol. Other than Terence Crawford, no one has looked good against him. So it, it Postol is tricky, and and he still is the same fighter. He can still compete on that level. He like kind of we expected. Postol didn't do enough to 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 put the fight, you know, swing the 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 cards in his favor. He just wasn't quite active enough uh and didn't let the the right hand go enough to land some more telling blows that might have helped his cause. But this that that Ramirez, I think it makes sense to favor Josh Taylor over him to favor Regis Progre over him even though that fight is almost surely off the table in the for, in the near future. Uh but to, to, to favor guys who appear to be more spectacular talents over him. The, the one caveat is that Ramirez is going to give his best effort and he's going to be he's going to force those guys to, you know, to use their their better talent. And if they don't, if they're flat, if so, so, then then, you know, he has the he I think I would not count him out in any of those fights because he is someone who is going to give his all and give a good version of, even though, I mean, even in after this fight, Jose Ramirez said it wasn't his best night, but still he he's going to whatever he has on the night, he's going to pour it all out every time. And I think that that's, that that's 
admirable quality in any athlete, and it will serve him well in these fights where he's probably going to be in a little bit over his head. Looking, Spinning it way forward, Brian, I wanted to ask you, what say who say we get this unification right Josh Taylor beats some Thailand guy next month and they roll into I mean Bob Bob Aram is talking about rolling into the four belt uni, unification I I want unification Bob is saying he wants I'll roll unification with before I'll roll the new up. year do say that happens whoever wins do uh, does it really behoove them to go up to 147 to yes. chase Terrence Crawford? Yes. Why? Money. Why? Why Money. not stay there lord over 140 where top rank has more fighters? Teofimo Lopez is going to be coming up soon. First you get the money, then you get the power, and then you get the fame. 140 is a proving ground Then division. you get the women. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some of them listen to our podcast. Yep. Yep. I'm very few. All right. Um. Because, look, people don't dream to be the the undisputed 140 champion. Like, it's fine. 140 is a transitional proving ground division. 47 is the sex, Rafe. You know this, man. Proving How yourself much sex against... has Terrence Crawford been having at top rank over the last well, few years at 147? The, that's the thing. Everyone knows there ain't people lining up to bang him. I have so some you will... Lithuanian sex. So, you know, you could sit at 140 and fight killers for X amount of money, or you can go to 47 and be in the main event of an ESPN pay-per-view. Like, that, there's reasons, okay? There's reasons why you would do this. You want to find out how great you are. You get a chance to fight a guy who has a claim at pound for pound kingship, Roth. But I do agree with your statement that 35's hot. Eventually, those guys will move up. But uh, what if what if Teofimo Lopez beats Vasily Lobachenko uh, and then announces he wants to come up to 140 to challenge the 140 pound? unified four-belt champion. Imagine Does he, that change your mind? Well, yeah, imagine if he pulled a, Sh- a Shane Mosley and uh, skipped 40 altogether and went right up to Welter and fought Oscar and right away. Like, I mean, you know, I'd love that, okay? I would love the taste of that. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. That's uh, all day, please. Um, I've looked at that very hard. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. But look, you don't stop at 40 and say, let me get 20 title defenses, okay? Uh, first, we got to let the Tartan Tornado beat that guy, uh, Thong Yong Yong. Um, uh, can we just call him uh, Cisco? What's that guy's name? Cisco, like as in the Thong Thong? Yes, because the guy that... that oh, that's... Yeah, Josh Taylor against that Thong, the Thong Thong Thong. Yeah, I mean, that's clearly racist by you, Rafe. I don't... No, 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 no. That, right? that, that is the chorus of the Thong song that I was repeating okay, for you. Thank you, thank you. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. But if he gets by Kong Dong, um, we will have a great fight, okay? We have a great fight. But you better believe the guy... And then look, if it's Josh Taylor, him, and, him against Bud, that's a freaking fight, Rafe. All right? JCR, too. But, all right, let me ask you this, though, okay? I love Freddie. Uh, you didn't listen, of course, to that bonus pod I put out last week. Right? I did. Of course, I, I, I like all those guys. I listened to that. Oh, I also had to listen because I heard you were talking about my business without me there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, what, what are you going to do about that, right? Right? Said, Keep my name out your mouth if I'm not on your podcast. <laughs> you are my podcast. Hey, player, you've been, you know, having my name in your mouth. Here I am now. All right. Good. I am playing. Let's have at it. Yep, let's do yeah, it. Thank yeah. you. I don't, I don't want anything more than your name, though, in there. Thank you. Okay. He didn't. He swallowed. No, 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 no. You're right. finished. Oh, we're fi- please, please. Done. Never that's, coming back. That's why I'm upset. All right? Yeah. Um, Rafe, what I was going to tell you was uh, 
Look, we like drama. We like stirring crap up. Every time you ask Ramirez about why the relationship with Freddie went sour, he takes the high road. Every time you ask Freddie, he avoids it. In fact, do you want full disclosure? Yes. Freddie's camp asked for this certain call that happened that we didn't bring up, that I didn't ask the question about the details of what went on and why they broke up, okay? And, you know, in the moment I said, I respect that. That story's already been told. Why? Because after the fight in which Freddie and JCR broke up, guess what happened in the next four fights, Rafe? He fought against Freddie trained fighters three out of four times for some ungodknown reason, right? Orozco, Zepeda, and now this man. Um, I did ask Robert Garcia, though. All right. Did you hear him, A, pop for my South Coast Mitsubishi joke, and B, did you hear him actually tell the story? So they're claiming in the past people have left Freddie by saying, look, he's too busy. JCR, according to Robert Garcia, left Freddie because he didn't think Freddie was trying enough. He thought Freddie was basically mailing it in, like Freddie had no passion to train him the way he needed. What would you make of that little soap opera? Did you hear that? Did you pick up on that? Am I the only one in the freaking world that cares about this crap? Uh, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I I picked up on it a little bit. I I I interpret it more along I, along the lines of uh, Robert Garcia saying kind of a different version in so many words that Freddie was too busy. That's what I thought he meant. But maybe you're right. Maybe it really had to do with uh, Ramirez not feeling like he was getting the the attention he deserved or the effort he deserved out of his head trainer. Uh, we know that Freddie delegates a lot to Marvin Simodio, who has you know seems to have a great uh, reputation and and, and a, a few great other ring boys. Rapport. There's ring boys in there. He delegates some things to the ring boys, right? He gives them Look, things to to hold. Uh, yeah, but I think that he's oh goodness, oh goodness. Uh, I, 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 I you're gonna make me talk about it now. I was. <laughs> Trying not to go on that tangent, but Please. the weirdest, really the weirdest episode in the history of 24-7 has to have been that Cotto Martinez episode that had not only Mr. Nuts talk, but also like Freddie riding around New York in a in a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> with like some young man. The whole thing was crazy. I was, what is going on here? Um, it, it, it made Cotto sleeping in the same bed with Brian Perez like completely normal during training camp, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. I mean, look, they're but, all brothers, Rafe, okay? And you know what brothers do at the end of the day. Him and his brother used to bang it out all the time. Now you... But, Brian, um, it could just – look, Ramirez feeling like he wasn't getting – Freddie's best effort might have been Freddie's thinking, well, this isn't my best fighter, especially at that juncture in uh, Ramirez's career when he was a decent prospect. But really, there was a assumption among the boxing sort of intelligentsia and the boxing media that Ramirez was getting a mild push because he was a former Olympian, because he's a really good guy, because he sells in Fresno, but not that he was that he was going to achieve the things that he's already achieved and and could go on and, you know now uh you know uh sort of a top 20 25 pound for pound type guy which he's he's won some fights to earn uh people to believe he's that good um so it, it was it i think it makes sense at the time i also just think it may it's not surprising that jose ramirez who you know is bilingual 
uh, Mexican-American would just be more comfortable working out of Robert Garcia's gym, who they, they not only, you know, not, not just heritage, but like both of their parents, you know, worked in the agriculture industry in, or in, in California. Thank you. Mark they're, Kriegel. they're from different parts of California. Thank you, Kriegs. Thank you, please. Fathers and sons. Uh, look, 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 look. I, I there's none of this comes from something. I didn't even, I, if he wrote something, I didn't read it, but, um, he didn't, but he, that's a, that's a Kriegel tale to twist. If I oh, have ever no. heard one. Well, well look, I'm not trying to turn it into a psychodrama. I'm and, just saying it makes forget. sense that you feel more comfortable with someone you can switch back and forth between the, the two language, your two, the two languages, you, you, you know, your two native languages. Uh, and, and also honestly in their weight classes, Way better sparring, incredible yes. sparring yes. in the Garcia gym. You Virgil get to spar with Ortiz. Mikey. You get Josecito. You get Virgil, Virgil Ortiz. You it's just a wrecking crew in there. Why? Brandon That's just Rios. a better atmosphere. Yeah, you get Brandon Rios. All right. I, I liked when he mentioned that he got to spar with Rios. I was like, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. Uh, Rafe, by the way, though, how did you score R- Ramirez Postal? Let's bring in Rafe. Okay, Jim. Seven rounds to two. What'd you have? I had seven five Ramirez. Okay, okay, all right, player. You know, right in there. It was a close fight. It was, it, it was a close fight. I wouldn't have been mad at a draw. I wouldn't even have been mad at a seven five postal. But uh, I, I felt like you know Ramirez did what he does in these tough fights against guys who are outboxing him a little bit. He he, he just he out he, he he you know he he outworks them enough and lands enough good punches to, to, to nick the fight. Yes, yes. All right, let's run through this quick. Did you happen to see the uh, PBC on Fox main event? I hope you didn't. Arislandi Lara against the bouncer of the local, uh, yeah. Of the, of the local the local council? Yeah. The Brian, council. you could not pay me to watch good, that garbage. Good, good. I didn't watch it. Good. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. I want to run through a lightning round here of news and get your take on it, Rafe. Okay, are you ready? Yes, sir. Uh, the the decrepit WBA has ranked the campion with a knee responsive number six in the top ten rankings after he beat the bags off that guy. Uh, I mean, this is like the probably the ninety ninth most egregious alphabet body sanctioning move this calendar year, but this one just felt gross. Well, of course, it's gross, but it's also completely expected, right? You get take one of these dumb fights. Win, don't look embarrassingly bad, and someone will rank you. If we if we looked at all, what is this at uh, super middleweight? Yes. So if we look at all of the rankings at super middleweight, there are probably some other top ten rankings that you're like, really? Who's that? Where did that come from? Yes, that's um, that's how the Johan Duhapuses end up getting national television heavyweight title opportunities. Or who? I, I haven't looked at the WBA's top ten yet. Here's the scary question. Who's floating around in there that it appears that they're looking to no, no, no. make something happen? I don't I don't care. I don't you think I care what that guy does? No. no. Just want to know is like Chavez in there or probably. who's who what what is make the what Chavez is the fight, fight in there that they're looking to do? Well, they're probably they're, or maybe they want to do the Chavez rematch and put a freaking WBA regular title at stake or something. That's true. The WBA is the king of Ugh. of 18 belts for for, for eight for, we, we want at least 17 belts for each of the 17 weight classes in boxing uh, such garbage such garbage rafe uh at 37 japanese all action hero akira yagashi has retired after a 14 year career in the low weight classes pretty fly 
for a Japanese guy. Um, he's given us many thrills. What is your favorite? How will you remember Akira Yagashi? Do oh, I need? Man. I mean, he's roll? awesome. He he had so many fun fights. I think the one that I, even though it wasn't a fight that he won, it was the fight. One of the fights that really made me fall in love with Chocolatito was when Chocolatito beat him, I think, nine rounds. And Yagashi was competitive. What's that? 2014, TKO, yes. Uh, Yagashi was competitive through a lot of it. Landed good shots, but just couldn't deal with the, you know, with the motor, with the pressure, with the, uh, just the accuracy, the, the combinations, the skill that eventually overwhelmed him. But man, he, the balls on that guy, uh, Yagashi to, to get that far and to fight back and, and to, to have moments in that fight. It, it really, I, I love that one. Even if, you know, he, even if he was clearly beaten, <laughs> uh, ESPN has announced they have re-signed former Olympic hero, unbeaten pound for pound King Andre Ward to a multi-year extension on his announcing deal. Rafe, uh, where does he rank currently in your eyes among the bo- televised boxing analysts? I don't know. I don't care. I don't have a ranking of these guys. Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey, how about we shelf that discussion and just celebrate the on-air seizure that Tim Bradley gave us over the weekend <laughs> trying to pronounce. That is my number one. Ramirez's name. Freddie knows Ramirez. Maria, 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 excuse me. Maria, Maria, oh, my God. Ramirez. Oh, God. Ramirez. Stop it, oh Tess. You, you oh can stop God. it any time, Tess. Come on. Jump in there already. It's not over, Tim. Ugh. I'm sorry. Uh, you did share with me what this reminded a lot of people of, that Virgil Hunter PBC on Fox. Uh, I don't know how to describe this. Considerably could be a considerably be deep. Vasquez could be a considerably be deep. I mean, uh, what language? Considerably bleed, considerably bleed. What is happening there? He can only, he can only speak, you know, in perfect, clear full paragraphs when he's doing the whisper yeah lennox don't jab with the jabba if deontay doesn't jab tyson fury would jab and you know deontay shouldn't allow that that him he shouldn't allow him to jab before he and him not jabbing so he should jab with the jabber every time these these are all um homages gestures of respect and 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 in the in the memory of the great commentator chuck jampa who took us inside the mind (laughs) he was trying to take us inside the he was take took us inside the mind it's your mind it's your mind yeah yeah, oh shit (laughs) we'll do it again Uh, well sorry chuck we're live and now you're dead so r.i.p uh rafe uh neo anue the the damn monster will make his u.s debut shout out to top rank the plus evan corn all the folks against jason maloney one half of them aussie bros October 31st, Rafe, they have scheduled a meeting in the Maloney family ahead of this fight. Okay, tell your family to write their will out. You're in trouble. Um, I know this is the monster moving up again, and he, but I believe he will have power as high as he wants to go. Will he send this man to hell? Probably, yeah. I think, I think, I think he's going to send that man back down under. Um you know, it's it's still a good fight. Maloney looked good when in his bubble fight earlier this summer. 
at least he looked better than the other Maloney. The other Maloney lost, so he, he definitely looked better than that Maloney. Yeah, they're all the same to me. They're Aussie white guys, all right? They ain't no Jared Fletcher, all right? No, I'm kidding. I, I love me some Aussie boxing. Shout out to Tim Zhu. Hopefully Maloney cannot die, okay? We have a message from, from Vlad, actually. Be different or die. Please don't die, but be different. Why different? Because if you're different, you're special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. I still can't believe he got Hayden. I know. Look, I know he's like ripped. He's a scholar. He's a world champion. He's a rich bastard. He's like, there's a lot of things going for Vlad, but he's basically like muscle Borat. Like, how did he get her? I think I, I, like the boxing world, we have a like a twisted, jaded view of, of the clits, especially Vlad, because they are these goofy characters who they're very hard to take seriously. But if you just look at him, dude is six seven, always in great shape, pretty handsome, very very like pronounced cheekbones, good bone structure. I could see why the ladies dig that. Okay, for one time or one you know month and a half of celebrity, he'll dating. play chess with you. He'll he'll bake you a cake. Yeah, but he'll they do, had children. Like they did give you together. magic shows, <sighs> like. A, bo- uh, a famous boxing magic trick called Big Pickle. So understand the pickle boxing is in right now. Do you think she found it, Rafe? He'll bring over Uncle Shannon for dinner. <laughs> you know, Shannon's going to be there anyway. Shannon will bring the pies. Yes, champ. You're going to need a few more of those. Uh, Rafe, Alexander Usyk has vowed. Now, this really isn't news, but he has vowed after defeating Derek Chisora in a couple months to invoke his mandatory clause to challenge Eje Anthony Joshua for one of them belts. Rafe, I've told you before when I had that backroom discussion that was not off the record with Eddie Hearn, where he said, look, I'm, I said, look, Eddie, I love you. I love AJ. I love your daddy, Barry. But Usyk's my guy. He's going to go in there and win the championship and disarm your friend. And he laughed at me and said, no, he's too small. He's too small. But uh, hey, hey, Eddie, I got Richie on line one. You're looking for an edge on the casino. That edge is named Alexander Usyk. Rafe, I, I think he could. I think he could and, and can and might straight up in front of some form of ADK. Maybe ADK virtually. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think he's going to beat AJ. I'm very confident about this. I think that look, I, we could all we all see that path to victory. We see that Usyk is leaps and bounds ahead of most of the heavyweights in terms of boxing ability. Really, only Tyson Fury can be in the conversation with him. Uh, but it remains to be seen. All he has is that more or less meaningless win against Chaz Witherspoon at heavyweight. And unfortunately, he's been on the sidelines ever since. Uh, so let's see how he looks against Chisora first. I want to see that fight first. Yes. That we've, we've, that, that's one of these fights that has come and gone and been postponed and all this stuff so many times. Let's really get there this time. Yeah, and and he, if he looks great, takes Chisora apart, great. I hope he gets – I hope that the W – is it WBA – I, don't know. I mean, do I care? You think I, I don't. Care? I don't really care. I hope that that sanctioning that sanctioning body, that woman sanctioning body, does not screw him over because you know that it doesn't really matter what K two and uh, Alexander Krashuk and you know Barry, Eddie Barry Hearn, Eddie Hearn, Alexander Usyk. It doesn't really matter what all of them say and vow to do about enforcing the mandatory. 
if the sanctioning body is on board and wants to give AJ an excuse to go make a giant unification fight with Tyson Fury because the timing lines up for that, Alexander Usyk's going to have to wait. They're not going to stop the train for him, or they don't have to. I, I would like to see it first, but it, I, I wouldn't necessarily count on that happening, no matter what legal remedies. You know, like the sanctioning sanctioning body decides to change their rules on you, you're screwed. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you're SOL at that point. Yes. I hope it doesn't happen, but it could. And it's one of the things with Usyk. A lot of these old fighters who are in their early to mid-30s, I think we're going, I hate to say this, I think we're going to look back on 2020 and COVID-19 and look, obviously in the ranking of tragedies that have befallen the world because of this pandemic, uh, the lost years in some of our favorite boxers' careers is not going to rank highly. But for the boxing hardcore, it, there, it's going to be this lingering what if. What if Usyk got a couple of those big heavyweight fights when he was on the 31-32 end rather than the 33-34 end of his career. Same with Lomachenko, who's out, you know, who, who, who had to get age another year before stepping in the ring with what someone who could be among his toughest tests in Teofimo Lopez. Terrence Crawford, who seems pretty hell-bent on not fighting for less than he's worth, or at least what he believes he's worth in, in pre-COVID times, uh, you know, he's he may lose a year or more. He could lose two years. A lot of we're going to and hopefully they go on to still accomplish great things in the sport. But it's hard to imagine that it won't have taken some of the glory or the the potential glory that they could have achieved away from these guys. It's been a rough year for everybody but the skinheads, to be really honest with you. Right, it's been a rocky year for me. Right. I lost the um, Mikey Garcia, Errol Spence fight. Worse yet. As people who follow the uh, polls I post here online, I had a backup plan here. I had Caleb Truax. Well, what do you think about uh, Dwyer's polls? Uh, Dwyer has a stick. <laughs> Uh, all right. Hey, let's let's wrap this up. I want to find out if you care about all this rubbish. Uh, Wednesday night. That's tonight. Wakefield, England on the plus Rafe. Philip Bowes versus Akeem Ennis Brown. 12 rounds for the vacant British and Commonwealth junior welterweight titles. Only Wakefield that's ever mattered to me was knuckleballer Tim Wakefield. Okay. Hey, Friday night, Kissimmee, Florida on Telemundo. Antonio Moran, who once got sent to uh, Hades. By uh, Devin Haney, what time in the knockout of the? Oh, year. Maybe, it's that guy. Or was it? Maybe it was Teofimo. Which I think. No, it was no, no, no. That was Haney. I know that one. Uh, that oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Antonio Moran, Rafe versus TBA, ten rounds. We got. I'm gonna take Moran in that, but I don't care. Okay, thank you. That's Steve Kim's ESPN schedule. Uh, Saturday night, Rafe Vegas on the plus. The Fighting Marine, Jamel Herring. He was supposed to be on the show this week. EK, Evan Korn, you didn't follow through, bro, Ham. Uh, he's going to take on Jonathan Okendo. 12 rounds as Herring defends the WBO Junior Lightweight title with eyes on Carl Frampton. You think, Brian, that the corner man is trying to send a message to you that you need to get rid of this troublemaker, Rafe Boogs? The ginger? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. And he's withholding interviews from you? Is that what's going on? Because you, you, you need to flex your power, man. You need to show him what you're about. My name is my name. I am BC. 
Yeah, I don't. I, he knows you don't care about interviews, so I couldn't. It couldn't be that. But I would like, you know, it's 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 a ginger on ginger crime. But I would like to see you guys go toe to toe. Well, I'm not a ginger, and, and corn is not small, and we have no beef. Is so. he a ginger though? Is he? No. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think okay. he is. I would be. But interesting. I like ginger. I like ginger. <laughs> I would be interested in watching you two strap it on and go toe to toe. All right. He's not that big, right? He ain't big like me. All right. Most people don't don't know what that's like. Strapping it on and going toe-to-toe with a foe is something most of us will never experience. Uh, Ray, some... Probably also less washed than me. So that's I, I, I think we're probably that's probably a 50-50. Do you think Prime um, Corner Man in Vegas has some has some hot Vegas nights? Yeah, I think every everybody in although also Vegas locals don't waste time doing dumb stuff on the strip, so it's hard to tell. He probably goes to the yokel local places, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's out there. He's he's killing the blackjack tables. You at know, Red I could see him looking for the young the young travelers, not the Irish kind, but the the young vacationers on the strip. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that what everybody does on the strip? <laughs> I mean, if you just want to look. Yeah. All right, that was weird. Uh, Sunday. You know, you just post up outside of Hakkasan. I'm not trying to pay cover. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles on Sunday, uh, PBC on Fox. Rafe, why are, the hell are we doing this on Sunday? Oh, why did you wait? You didn't even ask me. But I did want to get on the record. I don't care about Herring Okendo. That was a bubble fight that yeah. once it didn't work out in the bubble the two times, which is a shame, it should have gotten thrown into the trash bin. <laughs> but you know what? Wow. Good for Okendo. Still gets his payday. But other than that, it's not a fight I want to watch wow. in the Bartholomew household. You, you, you're gonna sit here with a straight face and tell me that you want to watch that fight? No, I don't. All right, uh, your Dennis Ugas in this continuing trend of PBC on Fox to give us the best welterweights in the world against against who exactly? Abel Ramos, twelve rounds for the WBA uh, secondary or third. The welterweight type. Brian, how dare you? Uh, how dare you do an a, against who for Abel Ramos? Wasn't Abel Ramos the guy who produced the double regasm knockout? No, really. He he had a knockout of the year contender on Fox. If it did, it wasn't the double regasm. It was definitely a Ray Florasm. Uh... The right hook upstairs. Edward shakes his head. As a... Okay, it wasn't that. Jesus Ramos. Jesus Ramos, okay? Sorry. It was Jesus Ramos who had the double regasm against Edwards. You're looking at a fellow named Abel Ramos, 26-3-2, born in Arizona, fights out of, I'm sorry, born in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's this guy who beat that white guy, Brian Perella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Francisco Santana, which is an okay win. He he lost to Jamal James and Ivan Baranchuk in his time. Um, Oh, this dude. Yo, that Baranchik fight is a is a cracker. It is an absolute humdinger. Two hard men, man. You got that is a show showbox classic. All right, I will look that up. Uh, thank you. I'll watch this fight though. You know, that I love one this is in guys. my favorites folder, Brian. Woo. Uh, um, Laura, by the way, after last week's uh, ridiculousness, does want to fight the winner of Jermel versus. Banana, so that'll be good. I don't know who Ugas is going after. If he wins here, who would you like to see Ugas against? 
a live body. Jamal James is fine. Any of the champions, he send him over beat. to top rank. Let him fight Terrence Bud Crawford. Give him a good fight. He already beat Jamal James, though. That ain't fun. Ah, oh, damn, I forgot. Well, but James is up for another big fight. He probably doesn't want to fight for Ugas money when he could probably talk his way into Garcia money or, or Thurman money or something like yeah, that. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, I want to see him in a top 10 fight. Let him fight uh, Lipinets. Let him fight any of them dudes. All right. Shout out to everyone, the ADK crew, the Godinez crew. Shout out to Homer, uh, Ulrich Anderson overseas. Shout out to Johnny Sig and uh, all of his uh, Italian actors that he's been interviewing lately. Great little series he's putting together there. Shout out as well, Rafe, to uh, to Oscar, John Skipper. Cocaine isn't cheap. It's expensive. Hit me up on a low. I got, I got some deals. Okay. All right. Uh, also, shout out to Danny, right? I'm always in it for Danny. And I'm pulling for Danny Garcia. Pause. No homo. All right. Hey, that's the end of the show, Rafe. Uh, where can we find you? Can we get, tell me something good about your life to close this with? Tell me something good. Bow, bow. Um, you know, you can find me on my OnlyFans. You can find me on Twitter. You know, I, you know. F that Bella Thorne. You know, I used to be down with her in the Ray Pop days, but ever since she messed up the pay scale on OnlyFans <laughs> with that scam, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And plus, I got to put some blame on Ray Pop's name, too, because you know he probably was the one buying all that stuff. Anyway, Brian, um, yeah, but you can catch me on my OnlyFans. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram. You can catch me on usbets.com, mibets.com, where I'm holding things down with Eric Maccabi Games champion Raskin and um, right here on the uh, championship rounds ropes ropes cast in this corner state of combat Mortal Kombat podcast which can't get rid of me I am like the clap on this MF two hard men signing off here and with that let's close this interview yeah we're out we're out Rafe that's it we're out. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. All right. All right. Now that the record stopped, can we talk bad about everyone we know? No, just kidding. We're still alive. We're out. We're out. All right.